everyone. Welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. We are back and we are ready to go for season two. I am so excited for the guests we have lined up for you guys. It is going to be an incredible season and the theme of season two is trusting God with. So each guest has been walking a specific journey with God and they've been healing through different things and trusting God in that process. So each guest will have something that they're sharing that they are trusting God with in that moment or something that they have trusted God with in the past and they are seeing the freedoms and the healing of being able to trust God with these things. But if you're new, hello, my name is Peyton, and here on the Higher Battle Podcast, we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for God. So today we have Mackenzie Ingram with us, and she's here to share her journey of trusting God with her heart. And I've only known Mackenzie for a very short while. I actually found her through her podcast, which is Everything In Between. So you guys will have to check out that one after. But I am so excited and honored to be with you today, Mackenzie. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. I'm super excited. I'm honored as well. If you want to start just by telling us a little bit about yourself, maybe describing yourself in a few words and... Just what do you want the audience to know about you before we kind of dive into this heavy topic of trusting God with your heart? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up um, in Georgia. I'm a Southern girl. I played basketball um, pretty much all my life. I went on to play at the University of Georgia for four years. And I think that was probably where I really started to develop and mature my relationship with Christ, but I was still very much... um, in the world. And after college, kind of lost myself. Basketball was what I was rooted in. And so without that, I didn't really know who I was or what really life was outside of basketball. So it took me a little while to get it all figured out. Um, I majored in journalism and I had hopes of becoming a sports broadcaster, but I ended up playing professionally a couple years after and then got more into like the social media side um, of sports and things. And so that's what I'm currently doing now. I, I help manage um, social media for the NBA. So it's been super cool. I'm 10 months in now. No, I'm not 10, maybe eight months in now. Um, And I'm really enjoying it. And Yeah, just still trying to figure out exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, um, but just enjoying the process uh, and getting there. That's awesome. And obviously that whole journey had to take some surrender too. Like you were saying, you wanted to end up playing basketball long term. So even with that, how did you trust God to know that doing the sports broadcasting and maybe doing that in a different form on social media was the right path instead. How did you know? Yeah, um, honestly, it was a lot of trial and error. So after college, I really had no intentions of playing after. I kind of just did my four years and was like, that's going to be it. Um, But then my coach told me that some WNBA teams were kind of talking about me and there was a little bit of buzz. Uh, around Mm -hmm. my name and so I went to a combine kind of like tryout thing and ended up doing very well so I actually got drafted 
in the WNBA 2018 draft, um, third round to the Atlanta Dream here in Atlanta. Didn't end up making the final roster, but because I kind of got like a taste of it, I was like, well, why not try overseas? And so I got a really amazing offer to go play in Israel, actually, which was incredible. Um, But there was just so much going on um, that was kind of working against me, but I was just trying to stay faithful and I prayed about it and I felt like God told me to stay. Ended up there for three months before I ended up getting um, released from the team. I came back home and I just kind of was like, okay, maybe that was my sign. Like I, you know, probably shouldn't be playing after college. Got like a little job here in my town and then started working on the um, video production team with the New York Giants. My brother plays on the team. So I moved up there, lived with him, worked there and just through working, realized how much I still missed playing. Um, I prayed about it, was trying to be as obedient as I could. The way that I met my agent at the time, it was like there was only, it could have only been God, kind of those signs and just believing that that was, you know, what I was supposed to be doing. So I ended up getting an offer to go play in Germany, but paperwork issues with my team in Israel and we kind of ran into this issue where I didn't make the deadline so from Germany I went to Sweden and I had to wait I think two weeks before I could actually play because I had to get my visa approved Um, I played in maybe two or three games and then COVID hit and so for me going through all of that I feel like when I look back at it now that time of where I wanted to keep playing, I probably shouldn't have, but God allowed me to do it so he could show me it's not what he has for me. Um, Because in that process, I kind of wasn't myself. Um, I'm a very competitive person, but playing in Sweden and just practicing, I had a really, really bad attitude, a really bad temper. And I was kind of, I wasn't kind of, I was acting out of character and so it was just kind of those things of like this isn't what I have for you but because you want it so badly I'll let you have it just to show you it's not really what you want Um, and so in that I made that decision to just officially hang it up I got a couple offers after that and just turned them down because I kind of you know I knew what I knew and I knew that it, it wasn't to keep playing so In that, um, social media has always been a huge passion for mine. So I kind of started trying to just amp like mine up myself and started looking for jobs. When I got home, when COVID hit, I was unemployed for a a year exactly, actually, and started my own business, didn't really work out, did photography. I love doing photography as well. And then I applied for this job that I have now. And a year to the date that I got home from Sweden, I got offered the job. And so it was like definitely a process of trusting God through that time because it was really hard. But Mm -hmm. I stuck through, I stood faithful to the best that I could. And he blessed me with this opportunity. That's awesome. It really, like it honestly speaks to your spiritual maturity that you were able to take those actions and 
handle God giving you like a taste of the plan you wanted or the taste of the world and like the success that you thought that was best for yourself. And so I think that speaks a lot to your trust because a lot of us will pray and then we're like, okay, God, um, grant the answer or like give me the answer, but they won't take that action like you did to try things out and see how he responds to that. So that's really cool. Absolutely. It was definitely a process, but I think, like you said, once I kind of reached that maturity and realized that his plan will always be greater than mine, it was a a little bit easier to let go of. Um, I still miss it, but I know that it was only supposed to be done for a season of my life. So, How did you get to that point of trust in your faith? I think, honestly, just failing so many times doing it on my own. Um, I think there have been plenty of times in different situations of my life where I have always taken things into my own hands and they never usually end up well. And so it was trying and trying and trying and even coming home from basketball, just trying different things that I just knew wasn't for me. It was like, okay, I have to get to a point where I just trust God because clearly what I'm doing is not working. So just let me experiment with this and knowing that he's never failed me before and he's not going to fail me. And even if it's not something that I want to do, that doesn't mean that he's failing me. He's just redirecting me into something he wants me to do. And so just having faith in that and trying my best to stay consistent with that attitude is what I believed helped me get to where I am now. That's so good. And I'm sure you can agree that doing things on your own and trying to make your plan go go according to your plan is exhausting. And it really doesn't get you anywhere. Yes, absolutely. That is a great word to put it, exhausting, because... You just, you try and you try and you try and it's almost like you fail and you fail and you fail. So trying a different approach about some things was definitely needed on my end. And I mean, to this day, like, I'm so thankful that I took that leap and just went full in um, because he has yet to fail me. So it definitely, definitely worked out something I wish I would have known a little bit earlier in life. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you can reflect on it right now and you're like, wow, I'm actually glad I had those failures because I have Jesus now. So to transition a little bit into what you want to talk about today. So what does it look like for you when you say you're trusting God with your heart? For me, it's literally just surrendering everything over to him. Um, It kind of goes back to what we were just talking about of how I would hold on to things, whether it was relationships, jobs, money, sports, um, really anything, and just never ended up succeeding or being at a place where I wanted to be. And so fully surrendering that over to him was Mm -hmm. something I knew that I wanted to do and that I needed to do in order to live a life that was full of just greatness and and joy because I think for so long I had just holes in my heart um, just from a lot of different things and because life hasn't always been the best to me especially in like relationships I've put 
those qualities of men and how they're untrustworthy and how they are just cruel. I put those qualities on God and it was really hard for me to trust him because I put, you know, the world and um, those human characteristics onto him when he's not like that at all. He's a good God. He's a loving God. He's a faithful God. And so surrendering my heart and giving and being able to trust God with my heart is literally just surrendering my life to him. And every day waking up saying, I want what you want for me, not what I want for myself. Um, because like we said, I've tried that and it, and it has never worked. Hmm. I know a lot of people can relate to comparing Jesus to the relationships and people in your life that have hurt you. And especially men, like thinking that Jesus has those same qualities just because he is a man or a male, I guess we can say. Um, so what did you have to do to essentially rewire your brain in that? How did you, how were you able to reintroduce yourself to Jesus and a relationship with him? So for me, it was just a finding accountability um, and not just the super nice, super sweet, going to cut me slack accountability. Um, I needed someone to truly hold me accountable for what I wanted, which was to live in a way that glorified God. Um, and I think with that and also almost disciplining myself to be in my word every single day, to watch sermons, to listen to podcasts, to really grow in relationship with him and not just be in this religion. Because I think for so long, I would read my Bible, check that off. I would post a quote, check that off. I would watch a sermon, make sure I watch something every week. It was more of a checklist out of things I had to do instead of being in a place where it's like, I get to do this because I love him that much. Um, and so it took me a while. I would say probably this past year and a half is the most I've been true to the things I wanted to do, which was live as Christ or not as, or just try to live as closely as he did. I fail daily and, and as we all sin continuously, um, but it was finding that accountability circle, which were my closest friends and disciplining myself to grow intentionally, um, in relationship with him, I would say were the two things that helped me kind of get to this place. I love that. And I love that you said you like having accountability partners that are the friends who will call you out and be like, Hey, this isn't right. You need to do this. And I love that because I think our human nature is to pick people who are just going to praise us no matter what we do. And you 100%, especially living in this world, need someone else that's pushing you closer to Jesus every day. So that's such a good point. Absolutely. So in the world of social media and social media ministry, do you think a lot of the creators and pastors who share online have a tendency of posting content and like advice and tips that are kind of like a quick fix, read the Bible, you'll fix it, read this verse, it's fixed, rather than the relational piece? Yeah, I think it's tricky because you have some that are full in and they want you to learn, they want you to be better. And then there are some kind of, like you said, that just are very surface level. 
Um, and I think that kind of is where Christianity is today. It's very surface level. It's very lukewarm, but it's almost like you can't blame people for that because it's what a lot of preachers are doing. It's very rare, at least in that social media world where you're finding those preachers that preach true word. Um, and I think also in this past season, I was going to a church that really exposed the truth of the word to me. Like for so long, I had been going to very cookie cutter churches, sugarcoating what the truth was. And when I was started going to this new church, I learned the truth behind the word. And I think that also had a big part of, of me changing um, to the life that I live now. But absolutely, I think, you know, if you are new in this faith or maybe you don't have as much knowledge, it's very easy to get caught in that um, because it's so much. There's there's so much of it around. It's so reachable and attainable just by the click of, on your phone. Yeah. That's such a good point. No, I am similar to you in a way that I prefer the teaching styles at churches where it feels like I'm being called out by the Holy Spirit. Like I will say that I haven't been to church. I had a season where I hadn't been to church in a while and then I finally went back and I was like just sitting in the chair like, are you kidding me? This is every single thing I've been needing to be called out on and been struggling with. And so it's so, so important to have the churches and the friend groups who will do that. And obviously it's in a loving manner, but they're just telling you the straight out truth. Because then when they're giving you that truth, you're able to, like you're saying, have a good relationship with Jesus where you can trust Jesus with your heart. You can trust him with your future. So that's so important. So now in the place you are in your faith, what do you do when you find yourself having a difficult time surrendering and trusting God with your heart? Like if you feel yourself going back to like old habits. Yeah. So I think it's for me where I currently am today, I can give this example of I recently went through a pretty tough breakup, heartbreak and feeling like I know who my husband will be, but God is telling me to wait. I so badly want to just go for it and take it back into my own hands. But I have to constantly remind myself of what the outcome is when I do so. And so truly being able to just sit and be patient for what God has for me and not for what I think I want for myself is kind of it's almost like kind of scaring yourself like, okay, Mackenzie, you need to really think about the last time you did this, how badly it ended. Do you really want to experience that again? And so there are days where I'm like, I just want to call this guy and tell him what God told me. But then I also know that God is telling me to wait and that there's something that could come out of this that won't be good for me. So I don't know if that's like the best way to do it. But it works for me is just reminding myself of those dark places that I once was in when I did things my own way and how God pulled me out of that and the light that I'm living in now. I don't ever want to go back to that. And so just reminding myself, hey, you've tried this already. Just keep trusting God. He's going to come through for you just like he always does. 
Which do you think you'd always be that self-aware if you didn't, if you weren't in this place of your faith right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> the old Mackenzie would have called this the guy the day God told me and probably would have embarrassed myself, to be honest, but definitely not. I mean, like I said, it, it didn't happen overnight. It was, there were so many just trial and errors and mistakes and fall downs, but eventually I got, I got it. And I think for so many people, someone has had that light bulb moment. And if you haven't, it'll come. Um, but definitely not. I definitely would have probably been crying by now if I would have taken this whole thing into my own hands once again. Oh, I am exactly the same way. I look back at certain uh, situations and I'm like, seriously, I did that? Like, I really didn't just wait or find something better to do with my time. I had to go, like, chase after that guy or something stupid, but I was like, man. Um, but it's crazy what will happen to your life, how you act, how you think when you have that close relationship with Jesus and that everyone can have it. Like you said, it just takes time and that discipline to do it. Yeah, and I think also going through this heartbreak, I was so tired of just ending up in that same place. But I told God, like, no matter what, I want to be able to look back at this time and say you were the only thing that got me through. Because usually I go through a heartbreak and I try to occupy my time and get on social media and talk to other people and just try to stay busy. But this time I felt every feeling. And for two months, it was, it was terrible. Like it was just full of a lot of pain and tears. But one day God literally healed me. And it was like, that is what I wanted. I didn't want to be able to look back and be like, am I truly healed? Because, you know, right after that, I talked to this guy, I wanted to trust God enough with every ounce of me, my hurt, my pain, so much that that's what I did. I gave it all to him and just let him have it. And yeah, it didn't happen as quickly as I was wanting it to. Um, but when I look back at that time, it was so worth it to be now in the place that I, that I am in. And I think that was probably the biggest time, the first time I ever really truly trusted God with everything. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus, for restoration. Right. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. And now, like, the way you approach all kinds of relationships, I'm sure, I'm sure are much different. And it's really cool to see how your relationship with Jesus can spill into every other relationship. Mm -hmm. That's always really special. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to add before I ask our closing question to all the guests this season? Um, I think the biggest thing I would say is everyone's journey is so different. And your time to get to a place where you fully trust God might be quicker than someone's or might take a little bit longer. But if you stay consistent and you're, and you're intentional um, and you chase after him, he's going to meet you where you are. Um, I think so many people think like they have to be well put together and just clean and, and perfect. And it's like, no, God and, and Jesus, they will meet you exactly where you are. You just have to give them that space to do so because, you know, they want to. Um, and just understanding, like I said, your journey is your journey. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Um, just look forward, chase after God, and, and they will definitely 
come through for you and everything that you go through will be worth it. Um, no matter how bad it seems right now, you will get to that other side. That's so good. And what an amazing God we have that all he asks of us and all that he wants from us is our time and our heart. That's it's so true. And I think people sometimes, and in, in, I think church plays a big part of this. We think it's so much more that we have to give. And it's like, just carve out a little bit of time, open your heart to him. That's, that's all he needs to, to start working um, with you and, and within you. Exactly. And another thing with that is a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't know anything about the Bible. The Bible's scary. The Bible's huge. So I'm just, I don't think I could have a relationship with Jesus. And that's so not true. And so I no, think, yeah. I, I mean, when I read the Bible now, like even when I was in college, which was 2018, um, 2014 through 2018, I would read the Bible and just kind of not really know what it meant. But now that I've grown and gone through so much, I read it so differently. And so it's not always about understanding it. It's reading for it, reading it for what God is revealing that to be for you or to you. Because I think and I'm sure you can attest to this, you can read one chapter next week and then in two months from now, read it again and get a total different revelation from it. Um, and so it's not necessarily knowing the book front to back, what each and every word means, because I mean, I don't think anyone ever will, but just opening your heart to read and allow God to kind of reveal to you what that's mm -hmm. supposed to mean. And taking a little bit more time than just reading the words, because I know for me, I would read a chapter and that's it and spit and have no space before or after to reflect on it or to learn more about it. And when I finally started reading it and then reading it again and kind of looking up and researching like study resources and things like that, I finally yeah. started to understand. And then you kind of start to feel like you're saying your heart received what you were meant to receive from that. Yeah. And I think for me too, doing that like you have to do your part as well and that's reading it and being intentional and if there is something you don't understand you know um i mean i just google stuff honestly but also the more i started to watch different sermons and i kind of watched just really a lot of different people hearing them break down scripture also helped me understand things a little bit better as well so that could be a tool or a tip for someone at the end of every episode of season two, I'm going to ask a guest this question, and I didn't give it to you beforehand, so you might. <laughs> um, so the question is, because I trusted God with my heart, I was set free from. Wow. Okay. That is so much. I just did a Instagram post on this. I think the biggest thing, because I trusted God with my heart I was set free from just bondage. Like I was so weighed down to sin, um, whether it was sexual sin, sin with myself, I was just bound by the weight of this world. And when I gave my heart to Jesus every single day, he lifted another weight, um, unforgiveness, heartbroken, heartbreak, uh, trust issues, guilt, shame, lying, just so many things I struggled with. And I just wrap all that up under bondage. Like that's, that's what it was. And 
because I trusted him finally after so many years, uh, trusted him with that. He has truly and honestly, and I get emotional when I talk about it, set me free from every single one of those things that I was once weighted down by. I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing. It didn't all happen at once. It didn't all happen in one month or two months. It took time, but he did it. And if he can do it for me, who was stuck in so much sin, I fully believe he can do it for anyone. Yes, that's so good. It was a journey for you. It wasn't just overnight. Absolutely, a journey. Definitely a journey, but it was, it wasn't the easiest one, but it was the one that was definitely worth it. I love that. Well, you guys heard her. It is worth it to give Jesus your heart. And thank you so much, Mackenzie, for being on our podcast today. Where can they find you? Where can they listen to the, to your podcast and just stay in touch with what you're teaching? Yeah, my personal Instagram is at Dory Mac, D-O-R-I-M-A-C-K. And then my podcast is at underscore everything in between podcasts, I believe. Um, and I post every Wednesday, try my best. And yeah, we just kind of talk about everything that happens in between the day that you're born and the day that you die. And we do it from a very biblical view of things. So yeah, those are my two that I'm most active on. Well, we'll have to stay in touch. Thank you so much for being on this once again. Loved hearing everything you had to say and just getting to see how God has worked in your life. It's been awesome. Yes, thank you so much for having me.